David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast, this is episode number 112. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Hope you enjoyed the last episode. I really liked that one a lot. I think this one's got a really good mix of stuff. So let's just jump right in here. This band is out of Sweden. They've been around since 98, and they have grown tremendously in popularity over the years. That band is Watain, and... Um, they're going to be coming out with their seventh record uh, on April 29th of this year through Nuclear Blast. Their last one, uh, Trident Wolf Eclipse, uh, kind of pulled me back in because I was kind of kind of down on Watain for a couple, maybe three albums there. Sworn to the Dark had some good songs on it, but as a whole album, I just was a little let down because I really liked Cassius Luciferi um, a lot, and that one remains my favorite Watain album. But uh, yeah, the couple of albums after um, Sworn to the Dark just didn't do a lot for me. But uh, Trident Wolf Eclipse kind of pulled me back in, so I'm, I'm anxious to see where they go from there. So this, uh, this new one is going to be called The Agony and Ecstasy of Watain. And as I said, that's coming out April 29th, but they released one single from it so far. And it was kind of a surprise. I didn't really hear anything building up to them releasing a single. It just kind of came out one day. Um, but it's not bad. It's, um, it's kind of right in line with, you know, what they were doing on the last album. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a safe Watain song. (laughs) They're not really branching out much on this tune, but it's a solid tune. So here we go off of the agony and ecstasy of Watain. This is Watain with The Howling. Oh, 
and that was Watain with The Howling off of their upcoming record, The Agony and Ecstasy of Watain. That's their seventh record now. It's hard to believe they're up to that many. All right, we are jumping to France here. This is a band that I really was not all that familiar with until recently. Uh, they've been around since 2011, but there are no original members left ever since 2016. They've all left, so this is all new fellas, I guess. The band is called Glaciation, and they play a very melodic style of uh, black metal. I really like the vocals, the fact that they use a lot of variety in their vocals. I did not like... Like, I'm playing something off of their debut because I listened to... The first one I had listened to of theirs was the most recent one, their second album, and I just hate the mix of it. The songs are good, but the, the kick drums especially just sound really strange and they're way too loud and I just I didn't think the production suited the music properly at all but uh, on this debut like after I checked out the second album I then went backwards and checked out the debut and enjoyed it quite a bit more uh, the songs are great and the production is fitting and it just kinda has a nice atmosphere throughout um, so I'm gonna I don't know why I'm gonna attempt this but they sing in French so their album titles are French song titles are French um, so I'm going to do my best here. So uh, the album is called Sur les Falaises de, or du Marbre. <laughs> atrocious. Sur les Falaises du Marbre. And that means like on the marble cliffs, I think is what it translated to. <laughs> that was pretty brutal. That's why I don't try French. But yeah, it came out in 2015 through Osmos Productions. Um, and like I said, it's just really melodic. And uh, go listen to the vocals here because there's a lot of different voices used like throughout the song. And, and it just benefits the song, that variety. I like it a lot. So yes, off of uh, the album I just said, <laughs> this is Glaciation with Le Soleil et l'Ossier.
Alright, I'll go ahead and jump in as that fades down. That was Glaciation from France with Le Soleil et l'Ossier, which translates to, like, of the sun and steel or something like that. Or of sun and steel. Pretty cool. Um, like I said, I enjoyed the debut more than uh, the most recent one, but hey, I mean, some people might prefer the more punchy uh, production of the second album, but uh, you should check them out. I think they're on Spotify, if I remember correct. Alright, now we are moving to Norway here. This band is uh, kind of legendary, even though they didn't really do much of anything. Um, <laughs> they existed from 87 to 1990, and then they kind of reformed in 2018, and they're still going right now. And that band is Mortem, and um, people probably know Mortem best as being the band that Hellhammer was in prior to joining um, Mayhem. And when he joined Mayhem, he was still kind of doing Mortem a little bit, but it was kind of fizzling out at that point. But they were a death metal band, pretty much. Um, a couple of the guys in the band uh, later went on to play um, with Arcturus, um, and they've done lots of stuff, really, since, since this time. But uh, they released a demo in 89 called Slow Death that was uh, kind of a hit in the scene, the underground scene around then. And back then, of course, it was released independently, cassette tapes and all that business. But um, since they, they reformed in 2018, they've put out um, a full-length album, which I've played something off of uh, on a previous episode. And uh, they actually just released, re-released this Slow Death demo, but they did something interesting. Like, they re-recorded the whole demo, so the release actually has the re-recorded versions followed by the original versions. So it's kind of a little compilation of sorts, but, uh, but you kind of have the option of listening to a more updated recording of it. And man, does it help, because as legendary as the demo is, the one from 89 is so rough it's so hard to decipher especially the vocals like anytime he's singing it just turns into an absolute mess of noise and distortion and stuff um so i'm playing something off the re-recordings um and then it's up to you if you want to check out the original <laughs> but it's pretty rough but these re-recorded versions are pretty cool um it's cool to hear these songs you know a little more clearly but this um kind of re-release re-recording whatever you want to call it um came out Oh, maybe a couple weeks ago, I want to say, and it was released through Peaceville, which is their current label. So here we go, off of their Slow Death demo re-recording, this is Mortem with Mutilated Corpse.
And there we have it. That is Mortem with Mutilated Corpse off of their Slow Death demo. Um, yeah, I, I almost don't know how demos sounded so bad because when I was in high school, my band that I played in, we recorded uh, stuff. We would demo new ideas and stuff onto cassettes from this old uh, karaoke machine that had a tape deck in it. And we would hook up one microphone and we would just test it out a few times um, and reposition the mic as needed so we can get like a decent balance between the drums and guitars and bass and stuff. And they would end up sounding pretty good. And I can't imagine the process was much different back in 89 <laughs> when they were making these demos, but man, some of them are beyond rough, and I don't even know how they achieved that, but um, probably just having the mic way too close to everything would be my guess. Um, Alright, we're moving on here. Moving to Finland, one of my all-time favorite bands. They've been around since 1990, and that is Amorphous. And uh, I'm actually... You know, my son, he's only five, but he's already way into just heavy music. Like, not even necessarily all metal, but he just likes crazy music, which is pretty cool. Because virtually anything I listen to in the car, he's into it, you know. But yes, uh, he's been itching to go to a concert. So I, I was keeping an eye on who's coming to town, you know, uh, in the near future to see... Um, who might be a good fit for us to go see for his first concert. So ones that are coming up, Mayhem and Watain, eh, I'm not sure about that being his first show ever. Uh, same with Cannibal Corpse uh, and Whitechapel and stuff, they're coming through. And even though my son does think George is pretty cool <laughs> with all his windmilling, I don't know if I want that to be on record as his first ever show. So uh, I'm going to take him to see Amorphous in early May. And uh, so he's heard Amorphous and he likes it. And he he said he wants to see the singer's dreadlocks, but I had to inform him that he no longer has the dreadlocks. So he was a little disappointed. But I think he's going to dig the show, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, okay, well, Amorphous came out with their most recent record on February 11th, so it's very new. It's called Halo. It's their 14th album overall. I'm, I'm not including uh, that album they did that was like a re-recording of a bunch of old songs from the first few albums. Um, this is 14 records of original material here, but this came out through Atomic Fire Records, and um, they were really, really high on it. Of course, every band says that their new album is the best thing we've ever done and all that, but um, the last album, Queen of Time, um, didn't do a ton for me. I mean, it's always good. It's always amorphous. It's always going to be solid. But as far as like sticking power, um, it didn't stick in my head as much as some previous releases had. Um, but I was really looking forward to this one. I'm always looking forward to an amorphous record. And I have to say that it is like one of their best. It's really good. And the songs are really memorable. The production's perfect. Vocals. I mean, Tommy Yautzen is phenomenal and he continues to be phenomenal on this record but this one stood out to me uh, as my favorite almost immediately and apparently I'm not alone there because it seems to be the most played song on Spotify uh, for Amorphous right now so I guess a lot of people are digging this one so here we go off of their 14th album Halo this is Amorphous with Northwards
Was Amorphous with Northwards off of their new album Halo. 
Um, again, really strong album start to finish there. So if you uh, have been slacking on checking it out, I suggest you do so. All right. I'm going to play a new track from an upcoming album from a two-piece band from Belarus. Not the most popular country in the world right now, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Been around since 2015. They're called Down Cross. And I happened to see on my Facebook from one of the black metal um, groups that I follow, uh, somebody shared this, you know, uh, premiere of a new track from Down Cross, who I had never heard before. Um, I checked it out, and it's pretty cool. Um, it's ba- it's pretty just ruthless, <laughs> straightforward, aggressive black metal, but uh, it's done well. The production suits the music, I would say. But uh, yeah, they're coming out with a new album. Uh, I, I'm assuming this is how you pronounce it. Hexapoda Triumph. It's H-E-X-A-P-O-D-A. Hexapoda. Hexapoda. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. But that's coming out on March 3rd uh, of this year. It's their fourth album. Uh, This is coming out through Cavum Atrum Rex Records. And, yeah, what can I say? I I really don't have much to say because I have not um, taken a dive into their first three records. Uh, All I have heard is literally this one tune, and I thought it was a pretty cool tune. So I'm playing it now to to promote this band's upcoming record because uh, I had never really heard of them. So I imagine there might be some of you out there that are in the same boat. So I'll give you a little taste here. So off of their upcoming album, this is Down Cross with Alpha Beast World Murderer.
Down Cross from Belarus with Alpha Beast World Murderer. It's a pretty cool tune. Like I, I, <laughs> I laugh because I described it as like it's pretty straightforward and kind of ruthless and, and aggressive, and then it starts off uh, slow. <laughs> so it didn't come right out of the gate, going full steam ahead, but it got there. Um, all right, we're going to Germany here. This is a one-man band that's been around since '02, and He's kind of emerged as uh, one of my favorite new discoveries of the last uh, probably year and a half or so. And that band is Horn. And not only are is it great musically, but um, he has a lot of really awesome merch. I don't know who who he has this like made through, like what company he works with. But he seems to have a new shirt design like every month and then he'll, you know reprint old designs and and he's always updating his Facebook page to let people know that the reprints of whatever t-shirt are going to be ready in a few weeks and just like damn this dude's got like a ton of of cool stuff um but yeah he is releasing his next album in May of this year May 16th it'll be his ninth record uh, overall and I'm a little confused because when you check on Metal Archives and you look to see who released this album of his. It always says independent. But it shows that he's signed to Iron Bonehead Productions. So it's like, well, is he or isn't he? Who is? Are they releasing the record? Or what does that even mean if he's signed to them? But it's he's still releasing them independently. I don't really know. But, um, but yeah, he's released, I think, a couple of singles at this point. But I, I like this one better, so I'm playing this one here. Uh, the album is called Verzet. Verzet. V-E-R-Z-E-T, and that's coming out May 16th once again. 
So here we go. This is the first single off of that record. This is Horn with Alpen Recorder.
There we go. One of the most fun bands to listen to. I love his stuff. That was Horn with Alpen Recorder. Um, and that record, once again, uh, is Verzet, and it's coming out on May 16th. All right, we're going to Norway here. I think they're out of Kolboten, if I remember correctly. Been around since 05. I first heard them with their second album, and I've just kind of kept an eye on them ever since. Uh, I think it was my old friend Floyd who had first uh, sent me a link to uh, to that, that album, which was their newest at the time, the second album. That band is Death Hammer, and they are masters of pretty filthy, black and thrash, very primitive, uh, both in its delivery and its production. Uh, interesting vocals, he tends to kind of throw in these little high notes at the end of words. Like, he doesn't just sing a whole word in a high voice, he just kind of, like, the last syllable, he'll just kind of make his voice go up a little bit. But it kind of makes them stand out, makes it unique. Um... But yeah, they just released their new record called Electric Warfare. Uh, technically came out on February 25th, but uh, it leaked a few days early from the look of things. And uh, that came out through Hell's Headbangers Records, and this is their fifth album now. Um, but yeah, they made a music video for this one that I'm about to play, which is kind of funny. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty low budget, but it suits them. It really does. But yeah, this one, they don't really deviate too terribly much from album to album, so this one, from what I've heard of it, I haven't given the full album a listen yet, but it picks up right where the other ones leave off. You really can't go wrong. It's kind of like Hell Ripper, which is another great black and uh, thrash band. It's a one-man band, that one, but uh, everything he releases doesn't really deviate too much, and it doesn't need to, <laughs> and it's still great. It doesn't matter. So yes, here we go, off of their new album, Electric Warfare, this is Death Hammer with Thirst for Ritual. Right, I'm gonna see you 
Alright, that was Death Hammer from Norway with Thirst for Ritual. Um, yeah, you should check out the music video for that too. It's like it fits them perfectly, I would say. <laughs> but yeah, that album, Electric Warfare, is out now through Hell's Headbangers Records. Alright, we're going to the USA for the next couple of tunes here. This band is out of New York. They've been around since 07. That is Black Anvil, and um, I remember hearing of them, but it took me quite a while to actually check them out. Uh, probably not until like their third record or so I finally gave it a listen, and it's not bad. Um, but when I looked back at their earlier catalog, uh, this record in particular kind of stood out to me as being uh, pretty damn good. Um, I'm going to play something off the second album. They have four up to this point. So the second album came out in 2010. It's called Triumvirate. And that came out through Relapse Records. And yeah, I mean, they're not a band that I go to often to listen to, but uh, I do enjoy this record um, quite a bit, you know. So I don't really have too much else to say because I don't know much about the band themselves and their background and such, but um, they land themselves on some pretty good tours uh, from what I've seen, so that's a credit to them for getting out there on the road and putting the work in and if you're a reliable live band then you that's how you end up on some of these awesome tours <laughs> so good for them all right so off of their second album triumvirate this is black anvil with the evil of all roots Yeah. 
That was Black Anvil from New York with The Evil of All Roots off of their second album, Triumvirate. Yeah, I need to... I probably should re-listen to their discography. That may have grown on me a little over time, but uh, yeah, at the time, I just kind of wasn't really feeling the other records uh, as much as this one. All right. As I said, we're staying in the USA here for the next one. We're going to Portland, Oregon. This band's been around since 08, and I've played them uh, maybe once before, maybe twice uh, on past episodes. But they got something new, so I'm going to play it for you. That band is Ritual Necromancy, and they just came out on February 25th uh, with a new split. They have a couple of full lengths, one from 2011 and one from 2018. But yeah, they just did a split with the band Fossilization, who I've played on the podcast before as well. Excellent band. Um, So yeah, that just came out through Everlasting Spew Records, which is (laughs) a a label name that will make me laugh every time. But but yeah, I just happened to, because I think I follow them on Spotify, so anytime they add something new or release something new, it kind of notifies me of just like, hey, this is new for you, you know, check it out. So yeah, um, it just so happened to show this new tune from Ritual Necromancy. And I checked it out, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I mean, I like this band anyways. I expected to enjoy it, but yeah, it's really good. I haven't heard the fossilization side of the split yet. Uh, I should check that out as well. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow while I'm working. So yes, something new here off of their split with fossilization. This is Ritual Necromancy with Enter the Depths.
Alright, that was Ritual Necromancy from Portland, Oregon with Enter the Depths. Really cool song, and I definitely need to check out the, uh, the other side of that split because I do enjoy fossilization quite a bit as well. Alright, we're going to Sweden for the next couple of tunes. This band's been around since 92, and they are immensely popular. That is Amana Marth, and Amana Marth, the early albums were a lot more kind of vicious, and then I'd say by the time they reached Versus the World, they started to kind of refine that songwriting a little bit more and make it um, maybe a little more catchy, more melodic, and that just kind of continued on with The Fate of Norns, and the peak for me was probably when they released um, With Odin on Our Side, which was in 06, I believe, and that one had a really pristine production, definitely the clearest production they had ever had up to that point. But the songs were really memorable, um, and it was just really well done. And after that, their albums have been good, they've been fine. They just kind of have turned a little formulaic, I guess. They kind of found this formula that works for them from a songwriting standpoint and um, they just follow that <laughs> on every album so there's a couple of albums in the discography that I just straight up like forget exist like Surtur Rising um, I, I forget that it even came out like <laughs> I forget that it's an album of theirs and then there was the one after that Deceiver of the Gods I, th I may have listened to that one once and it just didn't do anything for me but by the time they released Yom's Viking or Yom's Viking um, that one to me was a step in the right direction but it was still kind of a mixed bag it was kind of 50-50 but there were some tunes on there that I'm just like ooh okay this one sounds like it would have fit right in on Versus the World you know um, and then the newest one Berserker um, was almost too melodic like it just didn't really feel it's not a bad album it just didn't feel much like an Amon Amarth album to me apart from the lyrical content of course so yeah I don't know I'm kind of all over the place with this band I still love the early stuff and every album of theirs has a few good songs on it like really good songs on it um, and the rest are just kind of snoozers for me but they just released a new single no idea what their new album is going to be called but it's supposed to be coming out at some point this year uh, they've got 11 albums up to this point, so this next one will be their 12th, and uh, that'll be released through Metal Blade Records whenever it's ready. But they released a single, kind of a silly title, but I know what they're going for there. Uh, the song is called Put Your Back Into the Oar, which is uh, referencing, you know, rowing a Viking ship, you know, as, as they would have to do in shallower waters and rivers and things like that they would use the oars but um so yeah it's kind of funny because i think they've already played this one live like debuted it live and i saw a video they were playing at some sort of like an amphitheater or something so it had a lot of like lawn seating people just sitting in the grass and this whole group of people were just uh while they were playing the song they were rowing basically <laughs> just miming it you know all together were pretending to row which is a bit funny but um but yeah, I mean, Amonomarth is one of those bands that I'll always give it a shot. Chances are I'm not going to think it's a stellar album. There's just going to be a few good songs on it. But yeah, I'll always give it a shot. So whenever this new album comes out, I will give it a listen. So here we go. Off of their, as now, untitled new album. This is Amonomarth with Put Your Back Into The Ore. Uh... 
There we go. That was a Monomarth with Put Your Back Into the Ore. Um, I mean, the performances are great, always solid. Vocals sound as good as they ever have. Um, but it's, you know, there's a formula there. <laughs> they know how to write a mid-paced, head-banging, catchy song that the crowd is going to like, and I guess that's that's good enough for them. They're not really going to experiment or deviate too terribly much from that, I guess. Uh, all right, we're staying in Sweden. As I said, this project has been around since 2020, although I actually had not heard of it until very recently. Um, it's called In Aphelion, and that's a side project of, uh, really, it's the brainchild of Sebastian from Necrophobic, but uh, Johan, the other guitar player in Necrophobic, is in this band as well. But Sebastian does guitars and vocals and, um, and bass, I believe, and then Johan does guitars, and then they have, uh, uh, I forget who's on drums, honestly. Um, but yeah, their debut hasn't even come out yet. It's coming out on March 11th. It's called Moribund, and that's coming out through Edge Circle Productions. But um, yeah, I, the only reason I heard of this project was I think this tune um, ended up in my little new release, the Release Radar playlist on Spotify of just, you know, new stuff that Spotify thinks I would like to hear. So I checked it out and thought it was good, and then whenever I looked up who is this band, that's when I realized, like, oh, it's the dudes from Necrophobic. So um, the sound, you know, it has some Necrophobic vibes, of course, because it's both of their guitar players, but uh, but it's different. Sebastian's vocals are pretty good, but this is a little bit more, like, thrashy. Um, so it's kind of got, like, a black and thrash vibe to it, but uh, great lead guitar work, of course. And yeah, it definitely has my attention. I'm definitely interested to hear this debut when it comes out. So that'll come out in just, uh, well, less than two weeks. So I'm making a note of that. So here we go. Off of their upcoming debut album, Moribund. This is In Aphelion with World Serpent, Devourer of Dreams.
go they officially have my attention i thought that was an excellent song um that was in aphelion with world serpent devourer of dreams uh really cool stuff uh, me being such a big necrophobic fan it's just only natural that i would like that as well all right we're going to finland here this is a weird band because they formed in 88 they never really disbanded but they just didn't do anything like they only released demos from like 1990 through 2002 there's just lots of demos and they finally released a, a debut in 04 since then they've uh, put records out 04 06 09 and 2016 is the newest one uh, so yeah just the four albums since 88 uh, the band is called Spiritus Mortis and they are a very kind of traditional doom band doesn't quite have like stoner doom vibes to it, but it's not quite like Candlemass either. It's kind of somewhere 
in between those styles of traditional Doom and Stoner Doom and stuff. But it definitely has like a retro feel to it. But it's good. It's very good. And um, I've only recently kind of gotten into them, but I've been liking pretty much all their records, the ones I've listened to. I haven't listened to all of them yet. This newest one from 2016, really excellent. Great album, cover art and everything as well. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of this weird band that just didn't really do anything until 2004. It's just strange how that works out. But the album I'm speaking of is called The Year Is One, and that came out uh, in November of 2016 through Svart Records. And they got some interesting song titles as well. This one's actually the opening cut uh, from the album, but um, it's it's a good one. So here we go. From Finland, off of their album The Year Is One, this is Spiritus Mortis with Robe of Ectoplasm.
Alright, there we go. That was Spiritus Mortis from Finland with Robe of Ectoplasm off of their record The Year is One. It's really good. Um, it's kind of got some Solitude Eternus vibes going on in there as well, but I'm actually... I've just kind of been shelving some riffs. I haven't assembled them into songs yet, but I have a lot of real traditional doom, very Candlemass-inspired like riffs just kind of sitting around. Um, wouldn't make sense to use them in any of my current bands, so I've decided that I'm going to try and assemble them into songs and maybe just do like a three-song little EP or something with me playing everything and singing on it. Um, I've already got the... <laughs> the project name. It's something I thought of when I was like 19 that, uh, to my knowledge, still hasn't been used by anybody, so I've had that in the back pocket for a long time, so I've already got the name figured out. No, I'm not going to say it right now. Um, but yeah, so look for that in the next, you know, I don't know, there's no timetable really. Within the next six months, let's say, I might actually knock that out. Alright, let's move on to Norway here. This is a very influential band for me personally from back in the day, the, the kind of riffs I would write uh, for black metal projects uh, especially were very inspired by this band, and that is Kampfar. So Kampfar has been around since 94. They're about to come out with uh, a new album later this year. Uh, their last one was in 2019. They've done eight records up to this point. But uh, I've talked about this before with Kampfar, how they to me were better when they had the old guitar player. The original guitar player that was there for the first three albums, four albums. Um, he was great and he had a real kind of folky style which is what blended well with Dolk's uh, more black metal approach but ever since he left, like they didn't fire him or anything, he just stepped down. He was just kind of tired of it. And they got this other guitar player in there who's a good guitar player, but from a songwriting standpoint, things changed a bit. They kind of really darkened up their sound and went in a more, you know, straightforward black metal direction. Um, and it's these newer albums are still good, but uh, I just prefer that style of the older albums. But yes, they have not released the title, to my knowledge, of this uh, upcoming album, but they did release the cover art. And, or, I mean... I'm assuming it's the cover art. It could just be the cover art for this single. So I don't know. Um, something I'm going to have to watch for. But um, but yes, they released this single very recently. And it's quite good. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to hearing this new album. Because like I said, even though I prefer the older guitar player, the older sound, uh, the new albums are still good. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing I really dislike uh, about their discography, really. There's just one era that I prefer over the other. But yes, this new single is pretty damn good, so I'm going to share it with you now. So off of their upcoming new album, whatever it's going to be called, this is Kampfar with Laustans Understjärne.
There we have it. That's Kampfar with Laustans und Stierne. Um, that's a really cool tune, and I really like the cover art as well. I'm looking forward to it, uh, this next one of theirs. They've had lots of time to, to craft it. So, yeah, I have no doubt that it's going to be pretty exceptional. Well, it is that time I need to announce the final song of the episode. As usual, thank you all for listening. Thank you for telling other people about the podcast. If you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com on the free Podbean app, or uh, the entire catalog of episodes is on Spotify as well, so you can find it there and follow it. Um, any sort of feedback, requests, anything you want to say to me, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of updates about future episodes or questions, sometimes I do poll questions for you guys, the listeners, just to kind of get a gauge for what you guys want to hear. All that kind of stuff's going to be posted on the Facebook, so please find and like the Facebook page. Um... Yes, I've already got some bands ready for the next episode, but I'm admittedly a little bit behind. Usually I'm like, by the time I'm releasing one episode, I've already got at least the bands picked for the next episode. Maybe not the songs picked yet, but the bands. But yeah, I haven't uh, haven't finished my list yet for the next episode, but I fully expect to be uh, releasing it on time in a couple of weeks. So, let's finish strong here. We're staying in Norway, out of Bergen. Uh, initially existing from 91 to 03, and after a short uh, couple of years off, they regrouped in 06 and are technically still going now, although it depends what your definition of active is. Uh, that band is Immortal, and I'm sure you know Immortal. They had a falling out with uh, Abbott, the singer and guitar player. So he was fired, and then they released an album uh, with Demonos returning on guitar and he was taking up vocal duties and then Horg of course on drums one of my all-time favorite drummers um, and Peter from Hypocrisy who not only produced it uh, recorded it and produced it but he played bass on the record as well but yes since that album came out which was called Northern Chaos Gods um, there's been a falling out between Demonaz and Horg um, maybe not a falling out per se but um, just this business disagreement money you know money and royalties and all that kind of stuff um, which is really stupid because they they got rid of Abbott and they got control of the immortal name and all that and then after releasing the album now they're bickering about money stuff and it's just stupid but I keep looking for updates on that subject and I, I can never find anything so I really don't know what's going on um, with those guys at the moment but regardless I'm going to play something off of the debut. The debut album was called Diabolical Full Moon Mysticism, and that came out in July of 92. Um, so yeah, that's their debut out of nine albums that they have up to this point. Uh, this was the first of many albums that they released through Osmos Productions, the good old French label. And yeah, this is the only album that had Armageddon on drums, who was not um, much of a metal drummer from what I recall them saying. He was, came from more of like a rock background, but he was just their friend, and he played drums, so <laughs> he, he drummed on this album, and uh, and then he left shortly thereafter. But, um, so yeah, the drumming's fairly simple and straightforward. Um, the production is 
rough, but you can still understand what's going on. But the vocal delivery was different for sure. It was much more um, just kind of raw, I guess. Like he, he kind of developed that that patented uh, Abbott croaky style um, with the next album, Pure Holocaust. Like from there on out, he kind of had his voice figured out. But uh, on this debut, it was much more of just a nasty, raw, extreme vocal. But um, it's it's one of those albums that didn't do a lot for me when I first heard it, like way back in the day. I was probably still in high school. Um, but it was probably the production that was turning me off from it more than anything else. But yeah, it's one of those ones that the more you listen to it, the more you can grasp you know, some of the details of what's going on there. Um, some of the use of acoustic guitars, like in the background of some of these songs, you know, is a really nice touch. But it's a great debut. It really is. Um, so I'm going to play something off of, well, some, some, I've been talking about the debut and I just almost said, I'm going to play something off the debut. Well, no shit. Uh, I'm going to play the closing track off of this album. Um, there's a lot of Bathory-inspired moments throughout this record, but, uh, you know, none more so than this, this closing track. It's the longest track on the album, and it's a perfect closing track for the album and for this episode. So um, they definitely adhere very obviously to kind of that Bloodfire Death era uh, Bathory sound here. But um, it's a cool tune, and it's one that, like I said, I didn't really give this album its due back in the day, but uh, I can really appreciate this song and this album a lot more these days. So until next time, I will be back in two weeks with episode 113. So here we go, off a of diabolical full moon mysticism. This is Immortal with A Perfect Vision of the Rising Northland. Cheers. Stop, stop, stop.